Hi, everyone. It's Karen Chong, and I'm here with my co-host, Dennis Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where every week we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. Hi, everyone. This is Karen Chong, and I'm here with my co-host, Dennis Kelly. Most of us are taught as kids that we're wasting time by imagining things because it's not real. The implication is that only what's in our physical reality is worthy of our attention. But is it true that everything we imagine is not real? Today we discuss what imagination is from spirit perspective, how it's one of our most powerful tools, and how it's vitally important to creation manifestation. After the discussion, we're going to wrap it up with a group frequency calibration to help to begin to clear the distortion patterns around this topic. So let's get started. Dennis? Karen, just let's start with a very basic question. Why would imagination be important? Yeah, that's a wonderful question because so many people ask that question and in our culture, it's not. Right? Imagination isn't important. It's consider what little, it's like what little kids do, and even when they're doing it, it's kind of annoying. You know, it's like stop imagining things. Stop making up stories. You know, we kind of tell them to stop using their imagination. So the thing is, that's interesting. Imagination is incredibly powerful. It allows us to escape the linear mind. It allows us to go beyond the possibilities that are set out as rules within our mind as what is possible. It allows us to transcend that. The fact that imagination is talked, you know, talked down on, or I think that's the correct wording, or seen as insignificant is actually a form of control. It's also because when your imagination, I'm just going to make another, another little point here. Imagination is the key, the key starting point to creation manifestation. So if you don't use imagination, it's very difficult to create manifest. Now, if you're taught that imagination is not valuable, because it's not quote unquote real, then your ability to create manifest diminishes significantly. So it keeps us small if we're taught or believe that imagination is unimportant because it doesn't allow us to go beyond what it is that we can conceive of in our minds. That's why storytelling is so powerful. So that, you know, just, I'd like to hear that one more time. Mm -hmm. So imagination Mm -hmm. allows us Mm -hmm. to go beyond our linear mind. Yes, correct. So it's really giving ourselves permission Mm -hmm. to expand Mm -hmm. beyond Mm -hmm. a belief system that was probably given to us. That's right. Might have been forced on us Mm -hmm. or some kind of structure around us. Mm -hmm. So this gives us the opportunity to break that open. Yes, correct. And to go beyond. Yes. And now as we do that, there are no boundaries. That's right. There's no limitations. Exactly. I'm free. Exactly. And it's interesting because I believe it was Einstein, and I'm not certain if this is true, but I think I believe Einstein discredited with saying something like, imagination is more powerful than knowledge. Because imagination is what propels you into what is not yet known. What not is not, has not yet existed. It allows you to go bigger, more expanded. And also, because you're expanding, you are starting to resonate now at a higher level order. And what happens is that access point starts to bleed into our co-creation with the p- pure source. Mm. 
So we start to move into that realm. And as we imagine, we start to experience who we truly are as co-creators with Pure Source. We don't think of it that way, but that's actually what's happening. So if you're taught that imagination is not valuable, you will never go there, or you go there less, or you don't value it. So therefore, you don't really exercise that muscle of co-creation, which is who we are. I mean, that's, what, that's part of our essence, right? So it, it diminishes that ability, and it actually creates a form of disempowerment. That you know, what I was thinking about when you were saying that is the fact that, you know, I don't think I've ever seen on a resume terrific <laughs> imagination. And if you did, you'd be like, toss the resume, right? You know, I've like seen doctorate degree, yeah. MBA, yeah. you know, this, you know, la, uh -huh. la, 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 la. Terrific, unbelievable uh -huh. imagination. Uh -huh. I've never seen that. Yeah. And you're saying, but if you look at knowledge and imagination yeah imagination is what breaks into these new concepts ideas yes. thoughts mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. of what is possible yeah right because it goes beyond what we think is possible into what could be possible that's why storytelling is so powerful in parts right because it takes you into all these different realms that are quote-unquote not real but yet can teach you so much even though you've not experience them personally yourself because you can imagine you can transport yourself into another person's experience into different realms into different timelines whatever it is and you get to learn from those experiences because you can imagine them it's like it's happening to you that form of imagination is like what everything in terms of movies and tv and everything is based on right except that we're less active in those media because we're being told the story as opposed to like reading or hearing a story it's a little bit different and what I pictured as you said that mm -hmm. is the generation before us sitting around the, the radio, radio, sitting around the radio. Yeah. And let's say you've got a half a dozen people. You can imagine each one of them is creating Being their own story, their own story. Yeah. I, I love storytelling, especially when I'm being read to. I love that because it's this wonderful way to imagine at your pace, you know, mm -hmm. and you get to fill it out however you would like. It's very, it's much more active, right? Because your imagination is filling in all these details as opposed to you're just receiving the details that someone's given you. So I love that. And I feel like it's um, I, I, like a, a form, an art form, that form of storytelling where you're just, uh, yeah. that is uh, dying a little bit. But you know, there are master storytellers mm -hmm. who literally, well, you're one of them, but um, another form of storytelling where they actually formally tell stories. Yeah. Well, they will yeah. tell an entire story from memory and they'll embellish or whatever, yeah. but it will hold an audience wrapped, yeah. wrapped for like hours because yeah. you're just, you're with them, imagining with them. And it's so powerful, especially yeah. when you're with a group. It's, it's really yeah. magnificent. I love storytelling. I, I can really feel how important this is to you mm -hmm. based on the work that you do because mm -hmm. a lot of what you're doing is helping people break out of old patterns mm -hmm. old beliefs mm -hmm. lineages that have passed down mm -hmm. all these you know distortion patterns yeah. yeah and so what you're doing is is kind of breaking those patterns mm -hmm. and giving people permission to go beyond mm -hmm. And that's where that imagination is so important. Yeah, and it's really, really key for, as I said, creation manifestation. Yeah. And so we just did a masterclass on creation manifestation. Yeah. Yeah. The seed of creation manifestation is in imagining. That's where it begins. And I call it dreaming. 
you can call it imagining, it's really the same thing. Okay? It's this realm of being able to move your, um, or expand into different worlds, right? Like our different possibilities. That's what opens possibilities to you because you can imagine them. A lot of people can't even imagine possibilities. It's so narrow. They can't even, it's a muscle that's really atrophied. Right? So having imagination as a strong muscle, not only is a beautiful thing for a creative process, but it also helps to habituate you to having more possibilities open to you because you can start to feel and or imagine. Now, I also wanted to mention some other, one other distinction. I just said the word feel. A lot of times when people use the word imagine, they think they have to see, meaning that they have to like be able to visualize in their this. brain. Yeah, I have to be able to picture like the flowers, for example. Yeah. Yes? Okay. Many of us don't see. Many of us feel. So let me just explain something. Okay. On the spectrum of um, the way creation works, let's just say, there's um, a spectrum of seeing to feeling. Okay. It's the same spectrum because a lot of people will uh, discount their feeling sense just like they discount imagination because they're like, well, I don't see it. Therefore, it's not quote unquote real. Okay. Well, you don't need to see it. Like people say, well, I don't see the frequencies. I'm like, well, do you feel something? They're like, yeah, I can feel them. And I'm like, well, that's the same because here I'm just gonna explain the spectrum. So on the spectrum of seeing to feeling, all right. And most of us fall in between. But seeing, like being able to visualize the flowers exactly as they are, like here, in the middle of us here, uh, in the table, that is actually a very masculine end of the spectrum, where you actually can mm. visually, yep, visually represent something in your mind's eye, okay? Feeling is the feminine side of that exact same spectrum, this feeling sense. Mm. So even if I don't see the flowers, I can tell you so much about them because I can feel them. I might not see them, mm. but I can tell you a lot of information that you as a seer might not have because it's a different sense. It's the same spectrum, a different mm, yeah. kind of expression of it, yeah? A lot of us are in the in-between of that. So some of us partially can visualize and partially feel. One is not better than the other. It's simply you're on one end of the spectrum or the other. Just like masculine is not better than feminine. They're just different, right? Ends of the same spectrum. So likewise, similar, okay? So please, please, because people always discount their feeling sense because it's quote unquote not real or not as valid as seeing. That's not true, okay? So I just want to say that. The other thing too is that a lot of times with imagination, a lot of people say, well, it's not real. I don't know if, if I had that thing. I can't tell if I imagined it or if it actually happened. Okay, let me back up here. Oftentimes, when especially those of us who are sensitive or who can experience different things like multiple timelines at the same time, okay, or multiple realities at the same time, have difficulty distinguishing one reality from another, like where am I, am I in dream state, am I awake, whatever it is, that is very disorienting and very difficult to explain to people, okay, because they don't have the same experience. Most people don't have that experience. So we say, you're just imagining things, like we say to little children all the time when they're really scared of a particular part of the house, like, don't worry, you're just imagining things. I'm like, hmm, really? they're experiencing that. They actually are aware of the dark entity thing that hangs out right there, okay? They actually are aware of it. Now, just because you as an adult can't perceive it 
or can't explain it in a way that makes your mind feel comfortable and safe, it doesn't mean it's not happening. They're just experiencing a different realm. We call it imagination to belittle it. That's not, not necessarily the case, okay? I just, I'm starting to distinguish. Yeah. There are many people who experience many different things they cannot explain, and they discredit it because of imagination. Mm -hmm. It's just their imagination. It's likely not. It just means that someone else can't explain it. Or I'm gonna kind of just start to retract because people don't understand me, so yeah. I'm just gonna go within myself. Yeah. And I will have my imaginary friends or yeah. you know, whatever that might be, because yeah. you know, mom and dad don't understand. Yeah. Nobody seems to understand. Yeah. And me. no one else sees them except for me. So I'm gonna just, you know, draw mm -hmm. back. Yeah. And so exactly. what you're saying is for us to embrace imagination and thoughts and feelings that are different than ours. Yeah, exactly. And people have different experiences, but by discrediting like that, it's yeah. like you discredit their ex experience. It's like yeah. that's what the child, yeah. and I'm not saying elevate the child's experience, like, oh, okay, oh, like yeah. whatever, like you're so special because you can talk to the trees. No, no. Well, you know, it's like, oh, you can talk to the trees. That's awesome. What did they tell you today? Yeah. You know, it's just normal. Just like, I don't know, I got up today and went and played baseball. It's the yeah. same, right? But it's not, they're, more, they're not more special because of it, but nor are they less than because yeah. of it. It's just part of their experience. Children who are really imaginative like that, those are the ones who become fantastic innovators. They're the ones who are the creative thought leaders. They're, you know, those are the ones who drive us forward because they, with their imagination, their vision, we call them visionaries. Same thing, it's imagination. They're just driving into form what it is that they can imagine or quote unquote see or feel. Yeah? So I'm just saying imagination is really critical because it's what allows us to leap forward as humanity into higher realms of consciousness. Now, the thing is here's the thing. Sometimes, and I'm just going to say this as a cautionary note, sometimes when um, fear kicks in, we start to imagine things because we're scared. When fear is driving, we can start to create oh. negative, Do you mean, it can okay. cause okay. a tailspin of like negative imagination. Okay. So I'm afraid and now I'm like, oh, is there somebody behind me? Is there like someone else in the parking lot? No, right, it escalates the fear, escalates the fear, right? That imagination, that negative imagination, yeah. I'm calling it negative, but I don't really know what else to call it, but that sort of like yeah. negative spiral of imagination mm -hmm. escalates the fear. So just be mindful of how much fear you have and if it's starting to propel that imagination to something that's less construction constructive and more destructive okay because sometimes that can take off too right and that's just the pain body or the ego mind sometimes activating that to put us into more fear more whatever right and that can happen too it can also be used sometimes by darker external control sources to make put us into fear when we're in fear we're very easy to control very easy mm. So if you notice that you go into fear, it's like, okay, I'm afraid. Is there a reason for me to be afraid, right? So obviously I'm saying defend yourself in your position where you actually need to be defending yourself clearly. And if not, just notice how often you go into fear. And if that's a pattern, that's something you need to overcome. Where is that coming from, yeah. right? So just um, a thought with regards to imagination and fear. But imagination yeah. used constructively can be a really amazing way for us to um, even, for example, um, move our own consciousness, because it's funny, what happens is when we start to 
imagine we open it without realizing it, we open up these other senses that we're not really aware of, okay? And I'm gonna try and explain them in a way that makes sense, but it's almost like this feeling part of us, this part of us that isn't as linear opens up and we can start to feel things in a way that we don't normally. So for example, if I'm telling you the story of this young woman and in this story, the young woman, it's a fable, and she finds all these different slips of paper and you're following along listening to the story, right? With your imagination. Yeah. And, and in her journey, it's a journey of awakening, right? So she's actually awakening in terms of her consciousness that she's reading these slips of paper and having her adventure and all that stuff. What happens is you are starting to entrain up to that higher resonation. That's how imagination can be used to raise your mm. consciousness. So in that story of that woman, I'm just using an example, yeah. as she's awakening, you, because you're imagining yourself along with her, mm. your consciousness can rise too. It allows you to entrain up to a higher level of consciousness without even you realizing it, right? Because wow. wow. you're rising up with her. Yeah. So it can be really constructive. It could also be destructive in the sense if you're reading all these horrible things, right? And all, you know, these stories which are like horrible, and they're all murders and whatnot, right? Um, you can use that as like, that can pull your frequency vibration down. It can also be used as a way to test your strength on spirit level. Like, do I not get pulled into this? Like I'm reading it, but I don't get sucked into it as much. So you can yeah. use it like that, but you have to be stronger in order to do that. So just be aware of yeah. how you're using yeah. your imagination and where you're going with it. And you can use it in a way to raise your consciousness level or mm. to lower your frequency vibration sometimes. And the darkness can be fascinating, so sometimes we do that too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fantastic. Well, thank you very much, Karen. Thank you. Karen, could you help me? I hear so often when I look at uh, your video or your website, GFC. Exactly what is that? A GFC is a group frequency calibration, which looks a lot like a guided meditation on a particular topic. And what I'm doing is I'm helping you to remove the distortion patterns of that particular topic. And because you're coming together as a mastermind in a group to connect to pure source even more and to clear the distortion patterns of this particular topic, what happens is a tremendous amount of momentum starts to happen because of the energetic of the entire group. And each individual is able to move faster and ascend higher than they could have on their own. Because I'm working on the frequency level, these GFCs are not like regular meditations, and many people find they go into varying degrees of altered state. So please do not drive while listening to this GFC. Welcome everyone to the group frequency calibration for imagination, much more than we think. So settling into your body and becoming aware of it. Noticing your weight as it settles into whatever you are resting on. Noticing the distribution of your weight. Noticing the texture of whatever it is that you're resting on. Good. Becoming aware now of the soles of your feet. And as you become aware, 
of the soles of your feet. Noticing whatever your the soles of your feet are touching, whether they're warm or cold or just right. They're a little sweaty, dry. Just notice the soles of your feet. Good. And now, please become aware of your breath. At first, without changing it. Just becoming aware of your breath. And after a couple of seconds of being aware of your breath, now allowing it to elongate, to deepen, to become more full and more round. Expanding not only the front part of your body, but also the back part of your body. Becoming aware of your breath. Good. And now become aware, please, of your surroundings. Noticing the sounds around you, other than the sound of my voice. And if you can, noticing the direction from which the sounds are coming. And now, please notice the feeling of the air on your skin. The movement of it, the temperature, the texture. Noticing the air against your skin. Good. Now, please triangulate. And for those of you who are more familiar with this, please do it with eyes open or closed, uh, based on whatever your preference is. For those of you who are new, triangulating means to become aware of three inanimate objects in the space around you. What those inanimate objects are is not important. And then you're going to notice 
the distance between each object and you, and then feel that distance. So for example, the chair is about four foot away from me. And now I'm going to feel the distance between the chair and myself. And then I'm going to do that with objects B and C. And you'll notice that as you do this, the sense of where you are in space becomes more clear and somehow more precise. Good. And for those of you who are a little faster, bringing your attention to your solar plexus between your belly button and the base of your sternum. Your sternum is a big thick bone in the center of your chest where your ribs meet in front of your body. So your solar plexus is between your belly button and the base of your sternum. Keeping your awareness in this space, breathing normally as we wait for everyone to catch up. Good. So now let's take a nice deep breath in, holding your breath for a count of five. And whenever you have finished that five count, releasing your breath slowly and holding your breath out for a count of six. And whenever you have completed that breath, keeping your attention in that solar plexus, breathing normally. And whilst we wait for the mastermind to coalesce, please note that I'm working on you at the group and the subgroup level, and that I work a lot in silence. So if you don't hear me, please know that I am still working on you. If I'm accessing very high frequencies, if I make physical noise, it only lowers the resonance so it doesn't benefit you. I also sometimes make physical noise, so you may hear me yawn or exhale or hum, and that's just how I release the distortion patterns, especially if they're lower, much lower in resonance or if they're really sticky. Yeah. Good. And if I say something that resonates with you, it's likely yours. And if I say something that you really, really resist, it's likely yours. So I invite you to remain open and examine further. Good. Yeah. So now that the mastermind has coalesced, let's go ahead and ask ourselves this question. How can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And that question again, is how can I become even more aware 
of my connection only to pure source. And as you ask yourself that question, please imagine, sense, feel, or become aware of the space at the very center of your body. And as you become aware of this space, please imagine a brilliance that you either see or feel at the very, very center of that space. And as you keep your attention on this brilliance, it begins to intensify. And as it intensifies, it very naturally starts to expand outwards through all of your cells. Out through your organs. Out through your bone structure. Through your flesh and your muscles. Radiating out through the pores of your skin into the space between your physical body and the outer perimeter of your spirit body, which is a sphere at arm's length all around you. Becoming very aware of the brilliance within the sphere. And now please become aware of the space all around the sphere. And as you become aware of this infinite space, I'm working on you at spirit level to increase your frequency resonance, irrespective of what, of what, where your frequency resonance began. The higher your frequency resonance, the more momentum you have the more effective the session, the more distortion you can release, and the faster your integration.
bring your attention now, please, to your heart space in the center of your chest and your nipple line. Yeah. The first distortion pattern we're going to release is the um, resistance to discomfort with uh, anxiety around what is not linear okay, or what is not pro prescribed, proscribed. Basically, when there's no outline, it's like a blank piece of paper. So, releasing the need for the certainty of that kind of structure. bringing your attention, please, to um, the midpoint of your solar plexus, which is between your belly button and the base of your sternum. So if you find that midpoint, wherever that is for you, yeah. Yeah. So this is um, the thought form or the belief that imagination is lesser than the mind because it's made up, it's not real. Okay, so we're going to release this distortion, which is a huge cultural distortion pattern, uh, a lineage one to some degree. Releasing this.
Good. Bring your attention, please, to the center of your heart space and also the center point of your lower belly. So your lower belly is between your pubic bone and your belly button. So you find the center point between those two spots. So what we're releasing here is um, like the muscle of imagination that's atrophied. Okay, so it's like we're we're amplifying this ability within. The reason imagination is so important is because it's the seed of creation and manifestation. Okay, so we need imagination to well, actually, the seed is desire. Okay, or a desire to create. Imagination is what propels that, okay, into uh, creation and manifestation. So um, we need the propulsion of imagination. So I'm amplifying this ability, which for many of you are, is um, diminished or dormant. Okay, so amplifying what already exists within. Good. Bring your attention to the entire solar plexus between belly button and the base of your sternum. And this is the um, rule sets around imagination. Like it can be only used if you're a child or if you're in something creative or, you know, there are very specific rules about how imagination as an adult needs to be used in a way that's appropriate. Uh, let's release this so that you can use your imagination however you want to without being constrained by these rule sets and expectations. Mm 
Good. Bringing your attention to your xiphoid process right at the base of your sternum and about three inches immediately beneath it towards your belly button or seven centimeters depending where you are in the world. Just going to clear out, reset, and integrate your pain body for a couple of seconds because your pain body has a memory of you before the distortion patterns were released. So if we don't clear this out and integrate it, makes your integration a lot slower than it needs to be because you run into the pain body's memory. Good. This brings us to the end of this session. I look forward to working with you on the next GFC. These GFCs help people release distortion patterns. It's my sincere hope that you benefit profoundly from this series, which is why I spend so much of my personal resources creating these as my gift to the world. If a GFC topic resonates with you, Often more work that can be provided in this one GFC is needed to really clear or loosen deeply held distortion patterns in areas that are sticky. Because these patterns are like layers of an onion, usually there are multiple layers to individual topics. Depending on how much of a challenge this topic is for you, it may make sense for you to go deeper than what this session allows. If you feel this is the case for you, please visit sphericalluminosity.com for more targeted support.